0: Hello and welcome. This is the Bariatric Eating Real Talk Podcast, and I'm Susie Shaw. If you are new to our podcast, bariatric eating is more than just talk. We support nearly a million post ops in our Facebook based support groups, which you can join if you like after you listen. I'll tell you where you can find us at the end of the episode. We've created the most successful plan for bariatric regain on the planet. There is not a doctor's program or hospital plan or anyone who has addressed Regain and the Regain crisis with anywhere near our success rate. Thousands of people have used our Inspire diet along with our help and our support to take their lives back, even when it seemed like things were hopeless. Those who help you in our groups are post-ops. We've had Regain, so we know how it feels, but we've also lost that Regain, and we can help you find your way back into those smaller clothes that are in your closet. We have specific tools for you. We will help you set goals, create food lists. We even have meals for you to eat and our own products. So we go beyond just ideas and help you in real time with real tools that really help. Our support is made up of people who are just like me. And collectively, we've spent the past 20 years helping post-ops lose regain and learn to change their habits for good so that the weight stays off for good. And I'm pretty sure we can help you too. So let's get started. Okay folks, so pull up a chair and get a little bit comfortable because we're going to dive right in and get going. I have a few simple thoughts today to go through and these, um, I, my intention here is that they're going to help you stay focused and stay on track with what you want to do most. So first up, and I have this um, first for a reason because I think it's a really, really common mindset. but. A lot of people, when they have regain or they don't get to goal, they start beating their se- themselves up a little bit. They feel disgusted. They don't feel good about themselves anymore. They feel horrible about the change. There's like this whole sense of shame attached to it. And having been that post op that had a significant regain, my regain was 100, 100 pounds, and then I added on 50 pounds. So I gained 150 pounds from my lowest weight. I know that shame firsthand. But I've also learned that beating yourself up and struggling into the change that you want to make is not going to last. It's not going to be a permanent change when you do it that way. Motivation doesn't come from a place of self-loathing and willpower won't work. In fact, we've talked about this a lot before, but willpower doesn't even exist. It's like the biggest piece of fake news to hit our weight loss surgery community ever. Because things like change, change is actually a battle of you against you. So think about that. You made the choice to get off track. Whether you want to openly admit it or not, you made an actual choice, maybe even just a small one, that took you off of your eating plan, took you away from your goals, and it took you towards a path that you swore you wouldn't go down after you had your surgery. And you kept doing it over and over and over again until you had an actual regain not just a weight loss doll. And I'm sorry. Actually, no, you know what? I'm not sorry. My words are really intentional right now, but they are not meant to hurt you. They may sting because the reality of our actions when they aren't in line with our goals, the things that we know to be correct or right, those things sting when we're faced with them. It's like admitting that you lied or admitting that you did something wrong. It stings when we have to admit those truths. So while I don't want to make you feel even worse than you do now, and I'm not trying to shame you, I want you to get very close to being comfortable about calling out the mistakes you have made. If we get in the habit of sugarcoating what we did to regain weight or stop losing weight, we aren't ever going to get out of that yo-yo weight loss we all experienced before surgery, and many of us experienced during a regain. And that's a big reason why many people have surgery to begin with, to lose the weight for good and be done with it not lose the weight, gain the weight, lose the weight, gain the weight, and oh, and so on and so forth. But, yeah, the point that I'm trying to make here is that you've got to take responsibility for your regain. Take responsibility for those specific actions that you chose, that you did, and own up to them without excuses. But do it without beating up yourself, because you don't need to beat yourself up just to admit that you were wrong. It's done. It's in the past. But you have to challenge yourself to move forward and use that as a learning event to propel yourself into a lifestyle that's going to support the vision you originally had for yourself after you had weight loss surgery. And if for whatever reason that original vision no longer fits what you want, it's time to come up with a new outcome. Come up with a life that you do find compelling enough to work towards. But I want to talk a little bit more about willpower. Willpower often comes down to a battle of will. But if you think about it, all willpower really is is a battle for will for power (laughs) that comes down to you against you. And in the end, you may win, but you still lose a little bit, don't you? You don't actually want to give up upon, you don't want to give up a little part of yourself to do this, right? Like, that's not fair. You decided that you want to lose your regain and get to goal. So you should absolutely do what's needed to bring all parts of you that get you to goal, right? Right? Battling yourself to get there sounds admirable. And a lot of people make it look like that. Like it's a struggle. It's a fight. They're fighting for their lives. But oftentimes that mindset of battle and, we you know, you got to push through, it really gives us the impression that we're becoming a martyr. and We're sacrificing something. And honestly, that's the sort of thing that's going to get old really, really quick. And you're going to slip off track again. So you have to start thinking about this differently because you aren't going into battle. This isn't a war. This is picking up a new lifestyle that supports life and living. It's not just about food anymore. It's about your well-being as well, your mental health. So the things that you actually want to do here is change that feeling behind it, behind your your push and your need to get to goal, like how you think about it, how you approach what you want. And specifically, you know, we talk a lot about episodes one, two, and three, but in those episodes, they're so important because we guide you to getting down to what's driving that need to get back on track and get to goal. And, and we help you take those things and turn them into a really workable roadmap that will guide and help you to get there. So today, I want you to understand that to get to the bottom of that, that drive you have, your why, your what will goal look like, et cetera, before you knee jerk and force a change that won't stick because that forceful approach you've had in the past without putting any sort of visualization to what it looks like, why you want to do it, it's literally killing part of you and making things harder than they need to be. So right now, I want you to realize that the drive that you have within you to change and work to get to goal and to stay there, it's there in your heart and it's in your soul. It's there already, whether you know you you can feel it or not. There's a little tiny spark that's just waiting for just the right ignition point. And by ignition point, I mean action from you. You want to light that little tiny spark into the most amazing and brilliant fire. And that fire becomes a true example of what success after weight loss surgery looks like. And I guess it's different from everyone, but I'm begging you please be kind to yourself and recognize that your goals, your effort, and your very desire to change is truly remarkable and deserves to have a chance. So keep in mind that your feelings, your ideas, those are part of what's important for action. So don't beat yourself up for it. Don't try to kill that part of yourself. Run with it. Really embrace that. Turn it into success. I know that's that's the way I did it. That's the way I've seen so many people do it. And it, it's so beautiful when it does happen. You can do it too. So next up, I want to chat for a second about the word plateau. Because a lot of people have come to... Sit- Except that plateaus, and another word for that is stalls, are a part of the journey. And they forget that it should only last like a week or two at the most. Um, A lot of people in our group specifically talk about being on a plateau for months, often longer than that. Um, But you have to understand that realistically speaking, a plateau that you can measure in months, and one that actually seems to move your weight up and then down, the same number like five or six pounds in either direction over and over again, that's not a plateau but that's your actual reality. So I want to take some time to demystify that a little bit for you and break it down. A plateau that lasts a week or two is something that happens when you are following the plan and working it consistently. It's normal and your body actually needs that time to adjust, recalibrate, and move forward. But once your plateau reaches into its third and fourth week, it's time to sit down and take a look at what you are doing on a daily basis because what When we're consistently following our plans, we see those results. So that long plateau is your time to dial in to what you are actually doing daily. And of course, by doing, I mean eating, right? Is that splash of cream in your coffee really a splash, or is it closer to a quarter cup or more? Are you honestly working out with the same intensity that you had a few weeks back when you were losing weight, or have you been missing more workouts than you've been doing? Are your meals creeping up in portion size? Are you starting to snack between meals? Are you snacking because it's time for a snack and not because you have legitimate hunger? You have to think about weight loss like a recipe, sort of like when you bake a cake from scratch, I mean, not from the box. But it's possible to overdo it on some ingredients, right? The wrong amount will absolutely impact how that that cake comes out. And even with a boxed ingredient, if you use too much water, it's not going to set up right. Um, if you use too much oil, it's not going to be light and fluffy and delicious. If you, um, you know, you put salt in or something like that, it's not going to taste right. All of that stuff. It's not going to taste right. It's not going to look right. It's not going to feel right if you don't follow the recipe, right? Well, your weight loss is a lot like a recipe. And the result that you get from diet and exercise are not luck or an answer to your prayers, Your results are a direct result to what you do every single day, what you're putting into that recipe. So when you stop losing weight, it's time to get real and get really honest about what you are actually doing every day. If you're following your plan 100%, then the weight loss will pick up soon. And if it doesn't, or if you aren't following that, you have that answer too of what you're supposed to do. Go back to what you were doing when the weight was coming off. Maybe it's time to dial up your nutrition, increased intensity, whatever. But my point with this snippet here that we're talking about is that if you've been stuck at the same weight for three months or if you've been losing and gaining the same three pounds for two months or two years or whatever, you need to reevaluate what you are doing honestly because chances are you're not executing any plan the way that it was intended to be. And if you need a plan, you know I've got one. You know it works. You've seen it work if you've been in our Facebook groups, and I'd love to share it with you. Stick with us to the end of the episode. I'll tell you where to find it at the end, okay? Now, finally. Now, this one's going to be a little bit of a stretch, but it goes hand-in-hand hand with change and support and working a program like the Inspire Diet, which is the diet that I was just talking about a minute ago. Um, but we see a lot of people in our group struggle from time with time to stick with it, and frankly, it's, it's a little bit frustrating from our side to watch because... Anybody who's done the program and gets to goal has understood that when we struggle, it's often us inserting excuses, like our, our own excuses coming from us, and, and we're making things harder than they are in reality. But here's the raw truth that stings even me because I've struggled, and I'm human, right? Everybody struggles. But the thing is, if you can do one day back on track with the Inspire Diet, you can do it again over and over and over again without stopping until you are at the weight that you want to be at. Now, I've personally watched people lose a solid pound a day and often more than that. Um, And some people with lap bands, which has a reputation for slower weight loss and other surgeries because there's no malabsorption. And also with the lap band, you have to kind of spend some time kind of getting to a little bit of a sweet spot where you have the right amount of restriction. But I have seen several people with, with bands lose as much as 60 pounds in six months on the Inspire Diet. And yet, yeah, that's a ton of weight for any human being to lose. But here's why they do it, and why anyone who's lost weight on the Inspire Diet actually loses the weight. They were dedicated. They didn't stop. They didn't take cheat days, and they did not give up. What did they do? They decided to lose the weight, and that's all. When we cheat, we go off plan. And it's not the plan that doesn't work for us when we cheat. It's us not working the plan. We make that choice to go off track. We make that choice to to cheat. If we can do one day on track, why can't we do 100 days in a row? Because we make choices. We choose to start. We choose to stick with it for one day. We choose to stop and have some chips or cake. We choose to make no sugar added truffles on a random weeknight because we want a sweet treat and end up eating all of them. We ultimately make the choice. So here's the stretch part with the and I want you to kind of stay with me because this might seem kind of like really from left field. But um, have you ever seen like a bucket or like a tub of crabs, like maybe at the grocery store or wherever? But um, one crab will kind of make a break for it and get some leverage up and get out to the edge of the bottle the, the, the edge of the bucket or the, the um like the tub. And it will suddenly kind of seem like it's going to get out, and then all of a sudden, the others will kind of grab onto that one crab who's making a different choice than they are and and pull them back into the pile with the rest of them. And we actually see that happen a ton in the weight loss surgery community. And it's partly why our Facebook group is so different than others. Instead of pulling that one crab who's doing something different and maybe got a taste of freedom from regain and obesity, our crabs who we call admins or moderators. They help fortify that that one lone crab who's making a break for it, doing something different. And we give them more tools. We give them more accountability to help them succeed. And we even help kind of elevate and push them up and out of that bucket of despair. And it looks different for every crab, remember. But um, maybe it's showing them a fantastic no sugar added cheesecake to take to a friend for their birthday. Maybe it's making sure they understand why it's a bad idea to blend a banana into their protein shake every day. And sometimes it's just saying, I knew you could do it, when that member posts that they're excited that they finally got their water in for the day. But in the weight loss surgery community, and even in people's private social media and at home, um, church groups, whatever, we often see the opposite I know in our our Facebook groups, and I've seen it happen on like Instagram and stuff like that, that people will post with an issue that they need help with, that they're frustrated that they're falling behind in their weight loss, or they're not sure how to like host a simple little get together um, because they've been working so hard and they don't want bowls of chips or treats around the house just because it's their turn to host Bible study or something, whatever. But my point is that there's something going on that they need some help with. They need a little bit of support. And instead of getting that, they get responses like, you're only human. It's just this one time. It's a special day. Or if it's stress-related or whatever, they'll say, hey, you had a bad day. Tomorrow's going to be better. Just work through it. It's okay. And while it's really nice to know those things, how do those things help you shape a new lifestyle? They don't. They confirm that this is a hard lifestyle that you have to struggle through with. Instead of giving you a push towards that new way of thinking that you so badly want to make. You reached out for help, and instead of getting a push towards food freedom and a push towards getting, um, getting the life that you want and achieving your goals, you got pulled back. It's, it's okay to not know how to help in those groups, in a support group setting or any setting. It's okay not to know the answer. But a be strong, stick with it is a fantastic result, response if you just don't have the, um, the solution that you think will help them. Just telling somebody that they're in the right mindset for even questioning what to serve or what to do when they're presented with temptation to get off plan is an unbelievable way to support them. And it takes like 20 seconds, right? But my point is that when the crabs in our lives hold us back, it's often a point of reckoning for all of us. One of the issues we have as humans is that we feel pressure to move with the group. We want to do what the group is doing and and says to do. It's okay just for one day. Instead of marching to that different drum of saying, hey, if you did that, will you be able to stop at one bite? Not likely. Or, hey, step back and think for a second. Stop making things harder. Or whatever solution does fit. And I want you to remember, too, because this is kind of a weird trend that we're seeing a lot right now. Saying me too isn't support. It's just not. It's commiseration. It drags people down faster. Imagine if your dad died and you posted in your support group that you were struggling to not eat everything in the house. And then someone commented, and you saw that little notification pop up on your Facebook app, and you went to it in hopes that there was a real tip that was gonna help you avoid that, and all that that comment said was, my dad died too, and nothing else. Is that helpful? No. It's, It's nice to get a reminder that you aren't the only one who's lost a parent, but what kind of support is that? What are you gonna do with that information? So stop saying me too when someone starts talking about an issue that they're wrestling with or that they had regained or that they're struggling. Even if it's something that you are currently dealing with. If you don't know what to say, find another another, um, comment or post to, to comment on and maybe come back after you do have something to say. But me too is absolutely hijacking their post and limiting their ability to get the support that they need. If you want support for whatever you're dealing with, Even if it's the exact same situation, have the courage to start your own conversation about your specific need. And hopefully you'll get a better level of support than me too. You have to remember that success after weight loss surgery does look different for everybody. We all have a different life that we want to lead. But you won't have any of what you want out of this surgery if you don't use surgery as a tool to actually make some changes. Make those changes to what you used to do. What the crabs in the bucket with you have always done may not and actually will not get you to where you want to be. So if you're in a group or see a post where someone's at a fork in the road and they aren't sure what to do, don't be a crab like the other people in the group. Because you know what? Those crabs in the bucket had the same surgery you did. They had the same chance you did. Everyone has a life outside of social media, and it's highly likely that their temptations are the same ones you have too. But the difference here is that they may not realize it, but those answers are me too, or it's just okay, don't worry, just one night, one night off track is fine, just get back on. Those are the people holding you back because they couldn't resist the cake at the party. They turned it into a week-long eating fest that undid all of the weight they lost for an entire month. They want to feel better because they couldn't do the hard thing that they know in their heart was the right choice to make. It's okay to be that lone crab making a break towards that light, even if you can barely see the light in the distance. It's okay to pick another path and stop following what the crabs are doing and start following the plan every single time you have life step in because there will always be something Happening. There's always going to be something, and it might not be tragic. It may not be a pandemic. It may be a flat tire on the way to work. Something is going to happen in your life, though. So, you have got to find a new way to get through life's hiccups, or everything you're doing is going to be just a big waste of your time. You cannot let life be your excuse. Life should be your inspiration. So, with that, I'm going to close here, and I want to thank you so much for listening. I also want to urge you to take my words to heart. Come join us on Facebook. We're a different group. We're not going to drag you down. We're going to hold your hand and help you through this. We can also always be found on our our website, which is www.bariatriceating.com. Once you're there, you can do a keyword keyword search for podcasts. And you're going to find all of our episodes listed with show notes for each one. For this episode specifically, I'm going to link to our Facebook groups. We aren't like the other ones out there. We will help support you by telling you the truth. I'm also going to link the Inspire Diet. It's helped more post-ops than any other program for bariatric regain or getting to goal on earth, and I know it will help you too. And I want to remind you too that we are not just talk. Our articles, our recipes, and our website, they've been helping post-ops for nearly 20 years, and it's going to help you too. So please come check out our website, Once again, it's www.BariatricEating.com. And please don't forget to review and subscribe to our podcast so you're always updated as soon as episodes are available. And please, if you've enjoyed today's episode, pass it on to someone you think may also find it helpful. And I will talk to you soon.